Welcome back, everybody, to the H&K Video Game Experience. We're here to talk about our top five video games played in 2020. It's an annual tradition for us, along with H&K Miss in this special episode this time because we're going to announce the winners of the H&K Miss contest. Oh, yes, I forgot. I got I to gotta send out a message on H&K right now to tell them we're recording because I told them that once we started recording tonight... No more entries. Yeah, so then, um, yep, and so uh, we can, we'll announce that at the end of the podcast, and uh, after we go over our top five games played each, so uh, let's just talk about something real quick, man. The year, All right. I don't want to do the cliche thing that everybody's doing right now, but I do want to mention this, because it is very uh, keen on us, but the year 2020, unusual year, everybody can say, okay, that's all I really say about it, but... Because we're quarantined, right? Gaming. Gaming's been like a big deal for a lot of people. And I loved it when in about toward the end of December, uh, of course, it's Christmas and all this too, which it doesn't really matter still within my point. I go to GameStop and they got a new little setup, right? They'll have the games out there and you just say, oh, can I get the uh, the new um, you know, Ghost of Shishima or whatever. And they're like, oh, we don't have it. But you got the case out there, right? Uh, so they do it a little bit different. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I took like, they had a bunch of sales and specials, dude. I took out of maybe 30 games. Well, I don't want to get that, that much, but maybe 15 games. They had like five of them, you know? Oh, yeah, it was bad. And so they're um, running out of all these physical games. Uh, and so that tells us that people are buying physical media because you don't have to go out for digital and people are buying digital too. Yeah, I mean that's fine. Whatever your preference is, but we obviously we recommend physical here on the H and K. And I was proud to see GameStop sold out of physical media. Game is going strong, brother. Rocking on. I mean, I walked in. I, I visit several GameStops because you know I'm down here in the middle South Mississippi. So I, I definitely visit a GameStop in Brookhaven. I did visit one in Madison. I visit one in Ridgeland. I visit one in Flowood, and I visit one in Richland. I saw that problem in all of them. It was great. I mean, because if you go up there and take a case, and that's what drove me nuts, though, is that they left the cases out there for the games that they didn't have any yep. copies for. I'm like, why don't you just take the case up so that way I know you don't have the game? I don't want to have to ask you, you know, because I want to buy some games, but you don't have well, them. So I don't know that you don't have Big them. Brother it's driving Microsoft me nuts. So told just, us to leave the cases out, and that's the best way to do it. Okay. <laughs> so Best way to make a gamer mad. <laughs> I mean, it just frustrated me. It was great. Don't get me wrong. It was great seeing that all the physical media be, be physical media being bought, but it was just maddening by them leaving those cases out there and say, "Oh yeah, we don't have that game. We don't have that game." Then just put on there, sold out. Put a get a sticker say sold out. You know, whatever. Just let us know what games are sold out before we have to bring you 15, 20 cases and find out only three of them you got in stock. But here's here's the beauty too. They do they leave the cases out, but some of the pre-owned. That you know they don't they used to have to go and you know check every case or whatever. And I know that I know that they still make mistakes, but I got Resident Evil Three for free because it was a twenty dollar and under game, which it was supposed to be not marked at twenty dollars, mm-hmm. but it was because yeah. they did it wrong. That and uh, a couple of others that are on my list that were not that were marked incorrectly because they are so used to not going and changing the boxes anymore after two months or however long they've been doing this. But uh, but anyway, so it worked out good there. So, uh, you got any news or anything before we 
Start. Man, I ain't got any news today. I'm ready just to hit this ground running and hit it hard with this because this is always a fun one, and I don't want to clutter it up with news other than the fact that GameStop sold out of games. <laughs> All right. Well, I will <laughs> say this too. Uh, very and consoles. They sold out. Yeah, of consoles they never had too. a console. Not not just had PlayStation had a console Five. Probably about this, four months. But nothing, it's been crazy. Yeah. And um, but I will say this. So the Mandalorian podcast that we've even done too. We did one with Nick Thimianos, Clearfire. Didn't like our in-depth uh, lore or, or lack thereof. I, I, I liked it. I liked it. No, no, it. I'm just I saying just you didn't have that. The, you didn't. So I'm not. So you you wanted us to go deeper into the lore, and so we did a late night game chat with Clearfire going deeper into the lore, which is super interesting to me because, like I said, I just listened to the I just liked the Mandalorian, right? I just watched it and liked it. So the next podcast, I just want to prep you guys. We're going to let Clear. I'm going to ask the questions and let him go deep dive into some Mandalorian lore. I'm super excited about that, honestly. Oh, he, he made a mistake. He don't know how deep he's going to go off well, in the rabbit hole, If we got to do more man. than one, we'll do more. It's going to be well, good. We'll do more than one, man. It's, <laughs> it's just, so Star Wars is just such an interesting universe and everything, and I know everybody loves Mandalorians because, I mean, Boba Fett, he was he was the first that made everybody hyped up. But now you have Mando, and he's just awesome, you know. So it's, it's a great story, and I, I really love it. And I, I dove way deep into it before it became the TV series. So Yeah, it's really, it's really interesting. So I really enjoyed that last part of the uh, late-night game chat as well, as well as my time with Nick and learning about the Mandalorian, because I, like I said, I just watched it and liked it. I think I told Weed Doc the other day, it took me like two episodes to realize that wasn't Bob, Boba Fett. <laughs> I thought that's it. <laughs> Boba. 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 Yeah, Boba. Bobby. Boba. B-O-B-A. Boba. So, all right. Well, let's just go ahead and dive into this, man, because, again, not came out, because everybody does this list where they came with the top 25, or, you know, top games of 2020. This is our top played games of 2020. We're... we're uh, I would still not call us retro gamers at heart, but we do play retro games, but uh, we're probably still more modern gamers at heart, but uh, just because we like to, to do as our hobby. But Man, we're just gamers. Just gamers. Yeah, but we, we have a far reach back to retro, which, you know. Exactly. So that's why it's kind of fun to do this because you never know what it's going to be. So do you want to go first or me? Start with your number five. I- Obviously, I'm gonna let you go first. Okay. Just because I, I'm, I've got a list of games here, and I'm just not sure how they all fall. It's just been hard for me. Yeah, it's hard choices. to do this choice, and and it's and it, it's kind of a weird uh, list for me. Um, and it just, I, I'll say this: they, they're in order of the how they kind of impressed me and or, uh, kind of drew me in this year. So there's there's that I factor in how that I'm impressed by the game too, not necessarily the ones I played the most, but yeah. how I just was impressed by the game. Okay, so first one, I'm almost guarantee you got it on your list. Ghost of Tsushima is the number five for me. I don't have it on my list. All right, okay, good. Because I was and, like, and, how are we going to do t- this? And I tell you, I'll tell you why I don't have it on my list. I didn't start it playing it until the first of the new year. Oh yeah, that's true. Because I started to put it on my list, but I'm like, wait, I didn't start that until January. That'll the be 2nd. on next year's. Oh yeah, it's gonna be on. <laughs> it's gonna be like probably number two at least of next year's, if not number one. But yeah, it's not on my list because I didn't start it until then. But I also said that I wanted to wait to start playing it until I got my PlayStation Five. Well, Ghost of Tsushima also was one of the games that went on sale with a great discount. I ordered it from GameStop, and GameStop decided instead of giving me my game, shipping it to me in 
three days, like they said, that it took them 21 days to get it to me. So that's why it didn't get started until January of this year. Well, so I got started whenever, you know, not, not long after it came out, maybe a month after it came out. And I wasn't anticipating the game, um, but I just heard about it. And of course I like the Japanese ancient Japanese culture, etc. Um, but even on PS4, man, first of all, you can't, you can't talk about Ghost of Tsushima without talking about how beautiful, oh, so beautiful. of a game it is. It's probably the most beautiful game. It's breathtaking. Ever. I, <laughs> I mean, mean, it really, it really is. is. <laughs> you know, it's just so the leaves and the serenity. And like you, you know, there's a bunch of, so it's an open world, a bunch of side quests, main stories. And, you know, you go to the, look at the big map and you go there and get a quest and go do something. Okay, cool. That's kind of the big picture of it. There's one particular side quest or series of side quests that you write haikus. And it really. Yep. I haven't started that part yet, but I know about it. it. But dude, it's just so relaxing. Um, I mean, I don't know. It's just beautiful. The way that he phrases them, you got to pick the three and it's just, it's like some serenity, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're oh, getting serenity. And, um, and so it's just the great combat, you know, great story, great voice acting, great graphics, great, uh, you know, the bloodshed with the violence of the swords. And you'd really feel like, you know, uh, a sam- a tough samurai and you, the really cool story and we've talked about this before somewhere. Yeah, we had British Redneck on here, and we were talking oh, about yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, that's right. So we, we had to the foxes. That's what dove us into it. Yeah, the, the foxes. But you're forced to make this choice between the honorable samurai and then are doing and or doing what must be done to save your homeland. Right? And it's based on a roughly a, you know the story itself that necessarily happened but the history there with the mongols yeah. and overtaking japan yeah, it's based on true. the history it's based on the history of the mongols invading japan and the kind of they kind of killed off the samurai almost at one point there in, in that in that time frame so it's a really great great thing because you know with me being a history buff with the sca fighting stuff that i did all used to do all the time they have a lot of people that studied this part of history and so it was really great to start playing this game and see it play out and see how it actually matches up with history it's really cool yeah so they yeah it makes you kind of want to go into the history of it and so i pulled some old books out right that you know when particular book i got called battle and it talks about all the battles like from the beginning of time a recorded history at least and um and kind of goes into each one well uh turns out the set the japanese and I, we won't spend this much time on each game but it's, just, <laughs> no, no, it's no. just this is how it just spawns your your thoughts right the japanese uh were, was a land of outlaws right and so um a bunch of uh, outlaws running around and then they decided to, you know, it's tribal, right? It's just this tribe versus this tribe, this tribe versus this tribe. And they would just attack each other and almost like uh, Indians or whatever. And um, it was feudal. And so they decided, yeah, yeah, in Japan. Yeah, exactly. And they wanted to kind of, let's make this more civilized. Right. And so they developed a samurai class of warrior and each, and so each tribe had like samurai warriors. Right. But, they were what was unique about them is that honor code that they had. And so you can go look at all the honor code and the Mongols show up and, you know, and they're not uh samurai aren't used to fight and they expect everybody to kind of fight with some sort of honor, which is a great way to be, um, you know, just kind of, you know, optimistic, unfortunately that the Mongols did not care. Right. They just came in there and yeah. slaughtered and pillaged and whatever they needed. 
So it kind of picks up right there and you got to make those choices. And it's, you know, you want to honor the samurai and your legacy and your mentors and your other, but you got to keep your homeland. So it is really cool of a story that way. So, but mm-hmm. dude, great game. I look forward to playing it all the time. I hadn't turned it on a little while since so the new stuff's come out, but uh, I, I, I look forward to getting that, back I'm into that. I'm shocked that that's number five on your list. I'm really shocked that that's that far down. Yep. Yep. I mean, that, that's so, just because, uh, just because you've talked about it so much. So, all right, well, cool. What's your number five? All right, I'm gonna have to go with my gut on this, and I'm gonna have to say Mortal Kombat 11. Um, All right, I picked it up. Uh, so as y'all know, um, Redbox used to do video games, and they had a sale on video games, and I snagged this out of Redbox when they were selling it for like ten bucks. And I'm like, ah, it's Mortal Kombat 11, you know, it's Mortal Kombat, yeah, no big deal, it'll be fun or whatever. And, oh man, no, it's it's great. It's a step up in the game great storyline it brings in all of the characters that you remember it even has this kind of weird time travel kind of act uh, facet in it so it was a really fun thing and then of course you win rewards as you do different battles in the different modes and you get to go through this um, temple where you open up chests based on the uh, different uh, stacks of rewards that you've gotten and I forget what it is it's like either rubies or gold or something like that and it allows you to open up different chests and everything and you get you know unlock characters and everything like that my th- my favorite part of it is all the ancillary characters they added in like Joker and uh RoboCop and things like that, you know, fun stuff like that and having the fun, a funness of it. And it just made me kind of relive my childhood because it's that fun factor again, because I'm thinking about Mortal Kombat, you know, when we were playing it back in the day, back in, uh, back in the hood and forest and just having, having fun that well that way. So it was just so much of a kind of refreshing change of pace out of the different games I play because I never really play fighting games and, anymore. And so this was just really fun and just that whole reminiscent part of it. And then of course, too, learning about characters that are in the Mortal Kombat system now that I've never heard of up to this point. So it was a lot of fun. So I didn't play 11, but the first question that comes to everybody's mind that didn't play 11, what is the Joker's finishing move? Oh, God, I'm trying to remember which one it is. Um, so the Jokers, RoboCops, I mean, you know, they got to have some... Uh, that's what you always want to see with these characters that come ones. in. And so, like, whenever they introduced the character, they did video clips and showed their finishers, you know, the fatalities and the friendship finishers, because they had friendships back. And those are fr- friendship ones are hilarious. Go check those out if you can <laughs> on YouTube. But... um. Yeah, Joker had some pretty sick ones, and um, it, it's not so much like the old school of like ripping the skull and the spine out of the back, but it's like this storied kind of finisher. It it, it has like bits and pieces to it, like things that go that happen throughout that finisher. It's not just a quick one shot kill kind of thing. It's you know this kind of whole cinematic thing of it, you know, a good 15, hmm. 20 seconds. It's great. And everybody has these awesome finishers. I mean, RoboCop literally mows you down one time with his gun, you know, with his um, machine gun pistol that he has, you know, there's just so many different, really cool ways they've done the finishers. Now they're just not the simple, you know, freeze you, then punch your head off, you know, like, you know, sub zero. Yeah. You know, it's really detailed and really graphical. And then too, like when you're fighting, like if you start doing and you do like a power move, it'll actually kind of do like an X-ray of your hit going happening, oh, and it'll show bones. this, and it'll show the bone crack and everything. Man, that's so much fun when you throw one of those power moves like that, and it does it, dude. You just feel all hyped up about it. You know, it's just, it's it's just like it took Mortal Kombat from what we remember, you know, one, two, three, and just brought it to this insane level. Because I mean. 
mean, I kind of vaguely remember a little bit of 10. I never really played it, but I had some friends that did, and I did watch some of the videos of it just to see if I could get into it. I was like, I don't know if I don't like this. Man, I'm telling you, Mortal Kombat 11 was fun, and the story just drew me in, so it was great. Cool. All right, well, number four for me, and we'll make this one short because you've probably heard it last year, and it's World of Warcraft Classic. So that's just the reason <laughs> this is on the list is because I played it a good bit this year. Started getting with the raiding guild, getting some raids going, get some tier two. And now we're starting, you know, they're, they're uh, way ahead. Everybody's getting to play some Naxxramas that nobody really played back in the day because the Burning Crusade came out quickly. I haven't even done Naxxramas. I've enjoyed just trying to make money on there and just been kind of fiddling around with some new characters, try to recreate my old character. And it's kind of absorbed me in a little bit. Not much you can say about it other than it's my number four, and I've still been enjoying that classic feel and that classic uh, Warcraft. So, Well, since we're on classics, I guess my number four will be a classic too. And everybody knows that I love this little game series, and I got the copy of it for the switch it's toe jam and earl back in the groove i got I to play some called i got to play some more of it man and i just every time i play it it's just that whole falling in love with the game all over again it's just so much fun running around with toe jam and earl just doing crazy things and you know chasing humans around and trying to catch them and all that you know it's just so much fun and i got to play some more some toe jam and earl so i had to put that on my list again because i just love toe jam and earl Cool. You think it was on like last year's too? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was because I mean, like I said, I just love the game. It's a fun game, and it just you know always kind of draws me back every time I pick it up and play it. I'm so glad that I got that. You know, from um, God, what was the name? What's the name of that game? Uh, Limited Run. Limited Run. I'm so glad I got that from Limited Run. It just it, it it was so worth it, and it's so much fun to play. I still got mine wrapped. I hadn't even opened it yet. Oh, you got to open it up and play it, man. It's so much fun. It's such a <laughs> so, fun little game. You know, and you can play it for five, ten minutes and be like, okay, great, I'm fine. And then come back an hour or two later, play another five, ten minutes. You know, it's just yeah. it's one of those games you don't have to Perfect play for, for hours. You know, it's a great little, great little fast game, you know. All right, cool. All right, so this one is interesting, my number three. And, and so this is one of those examples of how it impressed me. And there's going to be mixed reviews of this for sure. But I've probably only played maybe four hours of the game, and it's Death Stranding. And so a lot of people are going, oh, my gosh. But, yeah, you're delivering mail, picking up mail. Okay, that's so far. It opens up later. But, <laughs> it opens but, up to going from picking up mail to picking up boxes. And so, uh, and so uh, anyway, the story is just – first, it's Hideo. Kojima, so you know it's going to be a lot of story, which is what I expected, and I like seeing the stories and fallen world, the new United States of America, and your guys just I'm a, I'm just a deliverer. That's all I am. I don't want to I don't want to help out, but he's some type of special being that he can't die. It's a whole weird story that you're trying to unfold. There's rain that if it lands on you, it makes you old quick. But anyway, <laughs> and it was just that's cool story and all, and it's a great intro scene. Um, beautiful graphics and just, you know, the, like the very first mission after you get to the town or whatever, then you have to deliver something to, a you know, to have to take like, I don't want to, it's not really a spoiler because something happens within the first 10 minutes or whatever, but you know, your very first mission where you got to take a, a body across to the incinerator and the, the beautiful world and the music kicks in and it's got some, <laughs> and it has a little, here's the name of the song. Here's who wrote the song. 
singing and everything. And it's just, it's an, it's a cool experience. And that's why it's number three on my list. Is it the fun factor? No, it's just a (laughs) cool experience. And I've enjoyed the experience and it's just, you know, I took it out to play something else just recently, and I just keep going, man, I just want to see what happens next, man. I just want to get in there and just get it back in that world. It's really cool. All right. So if just, you haven't checked it out, I got it cheap. I got it one for one of the free games. Uh, so, I, I, just, I just got to add this little, little bit about it, too. Um, so its nickname has become the uh, most beautiful walking simulator ever created. Yeah. Because all you do is walk. It's a bunch of walking in the game. Yeah. Well, so, so you get it's, you got to pick kind of the, the boxes it's kind, up. It's, it's kind of the joke of uh, of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. I get it's, it. it's, so I went to the, the the GameStop guy goes. I call it the UPS game, and I'm like, okay, what do you mean? That's perfect name. before I, I played it. He's like, well, you just deliver packages. Well, you deliver packages for the first several hours, and then I don't know what happens. I don't. I think Clear might know, but don't tell me. And so no, I told him, don't you. tell me. And so, but you know, they say that the story keeps you engaged enough to get you through that. But I mean, you pick up packages and you're you're trying to get across this terrain, and you're uh, you wobble left and right. And if you damage the package, you don't get as much experience, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. There's ladders and stuff that you can carry, and people. It's called the stranding system, and it's a new way to do gaming, supposedly, to where you know, oh, it's revolutionary. Okay, it may may not be. But, you know, somebody lays a ladder down across the stream in their game and it helps me and so on. So it's little things like that. It's kind of I've gotten to the point now where I'm just like, I don't even care about the packages. I just want to go do the mission that I got to do because, yeah, you got you can get it to where you can carry more weight or you won't lose your balance as easily and stuff like that by gaining experience. But it's, uh, you know, it's kind of tedious. You don't want to burn it down. But anyway, like I said, it's just interesting to me. And that's why it's number three. All right, so I'm having a hard time throwing up here what I want to put as my number three because I've got several games here and I just don't know where to go yet. So I think what I'm going to do for my number three is I am going to go with Skyrim as my number three. And I say that because I haven't got to get as deep in it as I want, but it's engaging enough to where it keeps on making me want to play more. You know, I want to get to that point where I can become a vampire. That's like my goal right now. It's like I want to become a vampire in the game, and it, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of walking. I've, I've realized in it, but it, it's a lot of fun, and I've had had fun playing with playing it and whatnot, and diving into the the, the world of Skyrim. So uh, a lot of fun. I, I'm very fresh in the game um i've got it on ps4 slash ps5 i haven't played on the ps5 yet but i did see that games pass opened it up on xbox series x and so i'll put it on my series x and let me tell you it is amazingly beautiful and they actually have a mod for it that helps uh open the frame rate up on it so that way it's not modding the game it's just making it prettier and nicer and i'm telling you oh my gosh dude the graphics it's a beautiful game it was a it was a nice looking game beforehand but now with that you know that that uh frame rate unlock oh my gosh it's a absolutely beautiful game and i'm enjoying the heck out of it yeah it's crazy it's a 360 game you know it's like a whatever generation two generations ago that they re-released on ps4 and then so on and so forth and it's just kind of <clears throat> you know it's cool i mean it's a I, I, I almost added that too i mean cause that was one of the ones that we played after british got on and got us excited about it again and um i i, re- I bought it for the ps4 the special edition has all the dlc mm-hmm. same way that you did and man it's it, i'm enjoying it too i still got to go back and finish it i've never finished it so dude 
Is that all? Is that what you are? You want to say? Yeah, that's Skyrim? all I want to say. I'm. I'm not, like okay. I said, I don't have a lot to talk about it because I haven't got deep into it. I've only seen one dragon, and that's the dragon at the beginning. You know, so. So this game here, you might be interested in getting. So. I got this for free. Just I said, let's Uh-oh. just try. Let's just try it. Let's just see what it is. And it's a game called Forager. In here, I'll let you see. Oh, dude, I've heard about it. Yes, yes, and yes, so, yes. I do want to play it. I've seen it and I do yeah. want to play it. Yes, yes. Check this out. It's presented by Humble Bumble, yes. one-man team that started it. And then once he started being successful with it, like it, like it was going to be a, a fun game, he started getting help from other developers. But uh, check this out. It's a little Minecraft kind of thing. It's top-down, cartoony. It's not 3D like Minecraft. But look at this little thing you get. You get a little thing in there. And it's just a regular game. And it's... Uh, <laughs> You know, it's just like $15. I got it. It's so, there you go. A little poster. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Look at you. And so, it just makes you smile. And then no, you get I to buy land like on that. there. Yeah, I know, I mean, man. You, I mean, it's come, just, come on. It's, look, it's like it's, me. I played I played a game called Fez. I called. A, I played uh, yeah, Don't Starve. Kinda, you know, I played a bunch of those games that are just fun little small games. They're so much fun. Yeah, it's I know. Like, I've, I've actually looked at it, and I didn't do it. You know, I mean, I've been playing, fun, Holland, man. I've been playing I mean, Hollow Knight, too. It's a lot of fun. These little indie games are fun. You get the little, you get experience for killing stuff or chopping down trees and mining and all that. You get add to your life or your stamina or whatever, you know, and then you just build stuff to basically start your own little economy, banks and stuff like that to make more money, to help you make more money and to buy more land and stuff like that, get stronger, now make you weapons sit here and, talk, and craft. Look it up and see if I can get it ordered. It's fun, man. Dude, it, I just loved it. It's just a mindless, fun thing. So that was my number two, man, because it just, and again, it kind like of that. impressed me, just yeah. especially. And the guy's like, it has a little face. When, like when you turn it on, the, the guy that developed mm-hmm. his face, he's like, hey, you know, I don't remember exactly what it says, but something I developed, Fez, I developed, Fez, I developed Forager. I hope uh, you guys really enjoy this game, enjoy playing this game as much as I had making it or something like that. Just a little thing like that. And you open up these little things, and it's a little story about the guy. I got to remember what other game Humble Bumble made. <clears throat> well, it's about something. a story about a guy that how the guy um, developed it as you unlock all these extras and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I was, you know, staying at, living with my parents, and I decided to make this game. Everybody thought I was crazy and all this. And it's a little cartoon about it. It's really cool, man. Just fun stuff like that. So... You've checked out. You've checked out of the podcast already. No, it's just the humble that's bumble. What you do, I'm like, man. oh my gosh, I gotta find well, the humble bumble. It's just like you you got me on a, you got me down a rabbit hole, you know. So Did you order no, it? No, I hadn't ordered it yet. So it's um, fun, dude. You'll like yeah, it. Yeah, no, it's it's it sounds super interesting. And too, I like the idea that it's like his story, you know. It's not just some random story, it's his story, you know. So well, what cool. I'm, no, it's not his story. It's uh it is a uh, the story I, there's not really a story, but what I was saying is that you get to unlock uh you can unlock things as you go competing, completing these little, what do you call it? You know, those little trials like, oh, ham, get, kill 500 enemies or something. Yeah. Then you unlock a little tile and that's his story. Oh, okay. So okay. you can unlock a bunch of tiles and you can see where he started to develop the game and why. And then it goes through. And so and if that's interesting, you know, yeah, you think like, who really cares? Cool. But it's not. It is really fun. To, it's just a fun. It's like it takes me back to this is a video. It's just a fun video mm-hmm. game. You know, it's just play for fun. Nobody's depending on me online. It's not some kind of super challenging thing. It's just a fun thing to play. Yeah. So that's why I put it as number two. And that's a big deal. Yeah, no, that's that <laughs> is number a two. Now think about it. Yeah, I know. So I'm having a hard time trying to figure out what's going to be my number one. 
I just uh, I can't figure that out. So what I'm going to do is my number two. It's actually going to be it, for most people it's two games, but for me and my thought pattern, it's actually like one game and like the continuation of it. It's Spider Man and Spider Man Miles Morales. Nice. Um, I love those games. I've had so much fun playing them, and I'm replaying Spider-Man on my PS5. I put it in there the other day, and I started playing it again and just fell back in love with it. But, I mean, it's just they did such a great job finally with the Spider-Man game. You know, that we've had some in the past where they just didn't work right. You know, it just didn't always feel right. This one just feels good. The web slinging, the fighting, I mean, everything's just fluid. It feels like a Spider-Man game should. And Miles Morales is just a step up in that direction because you take Miles, you basically t- took Spider-Man and amped him up with Miles because Miles has extra powers more than what regular Spider-Man had. And so that's really nice to see the way they utilize that and blend it together. And it, it's just so much fun. They're both they're both such fun and great games, and I hate to lump it together as one, but to me it feels like one because it just feels like a continuation on because if you played Spider-Man, and you play Miles Morales. I mean, Miles Morales starts off with Spider-Man, Peter Parker in there, you know, talking to him. So it just feels like the continuation. And that's why I had to put them together. And just like I said, well, he's in the first Spider-Man too. It's a super enjoyment. Yeah, for, I, well, I didn't get all the way to the end of the first Spider-Man yet, so that's why he's I'll, not even. It, yeah, no, he's not even. They so they said so when I bought Spider-Man, which I, dude, oh my gosh, I'm like, oh, this is a great game, bro. This is uh, like you said. And we're gonna talk. We're gonna do a Spider Man one at some point. So I don't get too crazy, but just I'm the not. the web slinging, the little details of just how fun it's to swing through the city. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can fast travel, man. Why I can swing through the city to get there? Yep. You know, how about what game it says I'd rather take my time getting there? You know, than uh, you know I, that's a pretty that says a lot. I mean, playing uh, playing Ghost of Tsushima, I've hit fast travel a couple times, even though the game is beautiful to run from place to place. I've not used fast travel once in Spider Man because it's just so much fun to swing from point to point, even though it feels like forever sometimes. Because you start doing stunts in the air once you get high enough and get build up speed, it's so much fun. You know, just it's just you feel like a kid yeah. again. You know, it's just that it, they really embodied Spider Man the way that you would you know from the comics so well in the game yeah and supposedly so they got a bunch of dlc that ties in the miles morales story but even i didn't get any of the dlc because i got the used copy because i had did the whole thing where you get some free or whatever um but about halfway through the campaign you play you get to you, you see miles morales's story and um his dad and i don't i won't spoil it but his dad and all this and then you play as miles morales he's not spider-man yet but you get to play as him. So he's that's not even the DLC or at the end. So they had yeah. it in mind that they were going to do this the whole time. And it's brilliant, so, too. It's, it's, it's kind of like the whole with TV series, the way they do that, you know, backdoor pilot is what they call them. And so it's really nice to see, those, see, see that happening in video games, too, because it's kind of like that backdoor introduction to the next game for you in the middle of this game. Yeah. So, um... All right, well, cool. So I guess my number one, um, there's a little bit of, I don't know, shame in this number one. <laughs> shame. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why, yeah, shame, shame. But I did the same thing you did. I kind of lumped two together that are very similar, though. And the reason I call it shameless, great games. They did a great job. It's Cold War and Warzone. All right. Technically, but, it's, the way they've done it is technically one game at this point. Yeah, yeah. 
so, but the reason I feel a little bit ashamed because it is so mainstream and it's like the Fortnite, <laughs> right? And oh, of course it's your number one. You got all these games. You're supposed to be this gamer this that plays the all these games. First and you're just time that go Hollywood has done a mainstream game for his number one, like nah, he's done, I don't know. Oh no, no, like a mainstream like FPS. You haven't done an FPS for your first for your for your top. I don't think ever. Hey, I don't know for sure. But uh, I'm, been, barely, I'm reason, fairly certain, but you, usually you you do story games and everything, and usually we don't have these FPS games on here that much, if any. Well, this doesn't require you know an introduction or anything. Cold War is great. It's, uh, we did a Cold War podcast. So I don't want to go to the, reiterate the game. Or and I, we've done a Modern Warfare podcast, and we've done a uh, Battle Royale podcast as well. Um, but one of the main things that I like about this is uh, you know we've had Coast along, We Dock, Sea uh, Huff, uh, Rev, and we've just been playing this game as a group four, some three, some duos, and it's had a lot of fun memories with that and that's why all throughout the 2020 and that's why it's my number one because um it just keeps us together keeps us playing um having fun together coastal has moved to where there's no internet in, uh, to, the, to the far reaches of the earth um and so <laughs> he's got to figure out a way to get the internet now uh so we can do this again but uh, we've had fun. Actually, we just played it tonight before the podcast, me and Rev, and got slaughtered because we hadn't played it in months. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's fun. It's a fun way to just get on there and hang out with your bros, and that's why we've re- had a lot of memories in 2020 with that game, so that has to be the number one for me. I need to jump back on and play with y'all because it was fun when I did get to play with y'all that, that See, that, that was fun, too. Yeah. I mean, it was a blast. It, it was so much fun. It's it's a fun game, even though I'm not a big first-person shooter game. But, man, it was just it was fun to, you know, do stupid things. I mean, come on, I was jumping out of the plane way before they were even out of the plane. They're still talking about where they're going to land. I'm like, guys, I'm already on the ground. To run around, yeah. so I mean, it's just it's a fun it's a fun game. It, it, it's a, it's really it, it's a lot of fun if you hadn't played it yet. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's my number. That's my list, man. And like I said, I just want to reiterate, dude. Uh, it's not necessarily the games I played the most, but it's what it impressed me that I discovered here in 2020. Ghost of Tsushima for the graphics, um, and what was the other ones there? You're making me think, and I, my brain's. I mean, you, I'm still kind of stuck on Forger from your list. Uh, World of Warcraft, yeah, of course. World of Warcraft, you know, everybody knows that it's been on my list before. It's just classic. Uh, Death Stranding, you know, I heard so much about. And this is the thing, man. You hear these games, you hear about these games, and you think, oh, that's how I'm gonna. Even Spider Man. Spider Man was so hyped that I was like, dude, what is the deal with Spider Man, right? Uh, but great game, worth every Death bit Stranding, of the hype. <laughs> beautiful. Forger was just a dart through i had no idea what forager was and um you know and so i'm uh, glad you got it it's a game for me to go grab now it's fun it's 15 bucks if you bought it whole probably less now so but anyway that's kind of my list so let's hear clears number one i'm trying to decide what my number one is and and i think i'm going to go for my number one for kind of the same reasons hollywood went for his number one and it was going to be it's going to be mario kart 8 and I say that because okay. it's, you know, and, I, and it might even have been on my list last year, but just because, and it might be for the same fact, but it's up there at number one, especially because with, you know, COVID, we were stuck in the house with your family and whatnot. This was a game that I got to play with my son so much through COVID. We would sit down and play when he had his schoolwork done, when I had my work done. We'd sit down and play this game and just have so much fun. We took it with us on vacation. We even played it on vacation when we went on vacation. It's just one of those things where I have some great memories of getting to play with my son. 
son. This is the first video game he's ever played. And so it was a lot of fun getting to introduce him to the gaming world and getting him started in it and kind of fostering that love for games because he he always asks me all the time, Dad, can you play Mario Kart again? I'm like, not right now, son. We got other things we got to do. We got to take care of family life before we can play video games. And he's like, okay, Dad. So I got got him to where he, he, he understands that we got to do certain things first before we can game, but we get to game when we have the time. And that, that's the game we spin up when we get to play one together. It's so much fun. So, I mean, that's Mario cool. Kart 8 has to be my number one just because of the memories I've got to make with my kid through this, you know, horrid year that we had last year. Yeah. And so that, you know, with, with the Cold War explanation, the Death Stranding explanation, the Mario Kart 8 explanation, it just goes to show you that it's more than just sitting down and zoning out. Right. I mean, you know, you're hanging out with your buddies. You're you're uh, in, in terms of retro. Sometimes you're nostalgic. You're mm-hmm. getting to remember where you were and what you've accomplished or where you're at now. You get to spend time with your family. Mario uh, Luigi's Mansion is like that with my son. Yeah. Right. And so uh, you get to have these magic moments. It's not just that. I mean, you don't really get to you know, have as much just watching Wheel of Fortune, right? Mm-hmm. You know, at night with your family, you get to interact together, work together. Um, and so that's a, that's the beauty of it, man. That's the beauty of the games that don't get celebrated as much. Yeah. And, you know, you know we've said it before, gaming gets a bad rap, man. I hate it, but it does. Yeah. It's always been that way. But uh, there's a lot of good to be. We, we read the story about the guy that lost his job in one of these while, while we game. We did mm-hmm. two episodes, part one and two, while we game, just for this. And the guy lost his job. He's down and out. And then he just went back and played a nostalgic game, Corona Trigger. Next thing you know, he's whistling down the sidewalk, you know, happy-go-lucky now because he remembered. When he was a kid, he didn't know about all this stuff, and he was mm-hmm. fine. He was enjoying it, whatever, the, whatever it took him back. So – that's kind of that's a good list, man. You know, and, and this is not as near as in depth as we've done before in the past. Now that I think about it, about how we oh, just no, really no. dived in each game. Yeah, this is not in depth but, at all. <laughs> but it's different. It's a different list. It's a different list because of the experience that it, we've it's, made. It, with it's, it. it's a different time. This past year was a different time. It was a different world. I mean, it's just it was it was crazy tough for people to get through the times. A lot of people went back to gaming. I mean, it, within the first three weeks of the COVID crisis happening, you couldn't get a Nintendo Switch. You know, they completely sold out. They were the quickest selling system at that time, and they're one of the and they're the highest selling system of this past year. I mean, they they are they 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 dominated sales because it's a game system that you can play with your family, you can play with your kids, you can play you know on the road, you can play wherever. It's a great little system, and that, that's the thing there too. But I do want to say before we go on, I do want to mention some of my honorable mentions because I have a good little list here, at least I think anyway. And I do okay. want to mention them because I think some of them will make you laugh a little bit too. So, um, one of the games I have on here is um, Mario Maker Two. I had a lot of fun playing with it and have, you know having fun with it. Um, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I'm surprised it didn't hit my top five, but yeah, you know, it, it almost just, made mine. It's just it's just sitting out there. And then um, I have Cyberpunk 2077. It's a great game. I know it's buggy as all get out, but I've had fun playing with it. But it just it, it didn't get enough ump to get on there. And two, it didn't hit at that time frame of that whole you know in the feels is what you know I guess what my list was more about. You know, kind of that that reminiscing feeling. You know, having the family thing. And then of course I had four. 
Forza Horizon 4, a racing game from Xbox on Xbox Series X. You know, so I, I had a, to me, I had a very variation there of games, again, like always, but I had to go with the ones that made me feel something, you know, whether it was connection back to my family, my nostalgia, or just a relaxing letting go, because we all know I was one of the ones that had the unfortunate thing of losing their jobs this year and you know I had to go through the whole job hunt thing this year that was a tough thing for me especially being at a, at a place for almost 12 years and then getting let go you know so that was definitely tough yeah. and this you know some of these games helped me get through that you know so it was it, it's you know well, that's the games that meant something to me that's what I was gonna um, kind of say is that you know is cyberpunk wasn't on either of our list and we if you know we die hard CD project red love their stuff and man, you know, I'll go into it a little bit. I mean, if you give me five minutes <laughs> and explain it, but it's what's the guy that wrote Fight Club? Chuck Palahniuk or something like that? Palahniuk? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so I, sorry, I'm butchering his name, but he wrote several. I've written a couple of his books, Diaries One, mm-hmm. and then um, oh, uh, what's the name of this? A plane. It's this awesome concept. It's a plane going down. And there's a, uh, and the page just started like 250. I'm sorry when you said plane. 249, 48, 40, as you go. When you he's said plane going down, my, for whatever reason, my brain went to con air. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. So it goes going down. So the way that the, we flip the books, uh, you flip the pages, the pages actually decrease because it's a guy like confessing his life or something. And of course, oh, he's done cool some dr- drastic, horrific things in life terrible parts of humanity right same way for diary and diary and i'm, I'm kind of into cyberpunk <laughs> but di- diary i would read it at night i read at night and i would read at night and then kind of go to bed feeling like uneasy and have like kind of like nightmares just kind of uneasy sleep it's not you know what i'm saying it's just bothered me and kind of do cyberpunk kind of did that to me you know and cyberpunk yeah, is that. a fun game uh it's in a dystopia of just human the worst type of human beings you know on earth like hey human beings ruined themselves you know when left to their own devices type of thing and you see that coming through and uh it's just you know carnal and it's just like dude this is kind of a you know i could play it and fine and it was fun but if i played it for like two three hours i feel like i'm getting too absorbed in the world and then i just kind of get depressed almost Mm-hmm. You know, so I just stopped playing it, man. No, um, I get that. It puts this buggy and blah, blah, blah. But it does make you a little depressed. It's just the dystopian future kind of thing. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, man, why did y'all go so. They went uh, kind of dark on it, you know? It's like. Yeah, off the rails with it. I mean, so I don't know. I mean, I guess Shadow Run would be the same way, but I mean, you could, 16 bit graphics is a little bit sh- different. Yeah, than- Shadow, Shadow Run, it was like, you know, we're kids and we're like, oh, yeah, yeah no, you know, and then you're yeah. top down mainly for that. It's not, you know, you don't have the stuff like you have now. I mean, in Cyberpunk, I mean, you've got people just doing all kinds of stuff to just to try to get by it's like oh my gosh you know this, this could be our world in 2077 you know you gotta have that, <laughs> no, you gotta have that real, realization that. you know without all the cybernetics because we're not that far which i mean we could be by then i mean it's you could have another tech explosion but just looking at it and thinking man we really could be in some kind of dystopian yeah, future so like just this too close to home a little bit because like, really you did. never know right mm-hmm. i mean it says you can see people just wanting to do Hey, you know, just because I am, I want to do it, therefore it's right, you know. So it's uh, yeah. that's the problem, and it seems like if you just let everybody go, do just do whatever you felt like doing at the moment, um, 
that's what that's the world we would come into. But anyway, um, I didn't I didn't say I'm not going to include it because of what I just said. I just didn't even think about it. Kind of just like, well, I, I've kind of been playing it. I think kind of felt like I just was playing it because I was expected to like it. Now it did hook me, um, and it just kind of got old. The same combat that I I just used the same technique tactics every time I would get into yeah. combat, and it, and it was it, like I said, I don't I'm not saying it's a bad game at all. I just kind of turned it off because of that mostly, but um. You know, I leveled up a guy, and then you you can certainly see a lot of replay value if you go back and mm-hmm. try to level up a different guy and build up a different guy. But I'll probably just wait until either I get the Xbox Series X or the PS5 before I crank it back up, probably when they get the new uh, graphics or something, and just, just take it yeah. easy with it, play it, you know, 30 minutes, an hour, turn it off, and go to something <laughs> like Forager. <laughs> <laughs> So, but anyway, all right, man. Well, you ready to read these winners? Let's get to what everybody is here for. They're here for these winners. But first, let's talk another hour about other things. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, guys. No, we're gonna do that to you. So (laughs) now let's let's get to this. You know, I want to thank everybody for playing. Um, We had responses on every day, but we don't have a winner on every day actually. So that's that's kind of keeping mind. That's kind of a shocker. I'm keeping my toys. Oh, no, I'm keeping mine. We 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 gonna, yeah. we have a toss up. So, anyways, I'm gonna read these out. So, the first thing I want to say is I want to give a special shout out to Darla Picazzi. I don't know if I'm saying your name right, but it's P I C O Z Z I. I want to give a shout out to you because you answered on every single day. You got most of the questions right, and you were either the first or second person to answer. So, all you have to do is hit us up and you're going to get a prize because for day one, you were the first one to answer correctly. So hit us up and you've got 72 hours from when this podcast is dropped. So, and she's, and she answered, she's the only one that answered every single question. She answered every single day. Yes. She has an answer. Well, every single her, day. She gets another prize too. We'll send her two prizes. Okay. A she bonus, every single, bonus uh, prize. Every, every single day, maybe not the 11th day, but I think every single day. I mean, basically when I go through, when I went through this list, it's like, she's answering all of them. And, um, she's even the only person that answered on day 12. And she got the answer right on day 12. So okay, I'll, yeah, I'll give her that. So so there you go. Darla, all you got to do is make sure you hit us up in 72 hours to get your prizes. And I just said prizes because we're going to do you right and you're going to get some prizes for, for taking the effort to participate all the way through. And see, it pays people to just go <laughs> ahead and answer everything. You never know what we might do. We crazy. We do all kinds of weird things. So, But also, too, on day one, if, if for any reason, Darla, you don't, respond which i will be shocked then of course kyle olam you'll be the next up on day one so um moving on to we'll day- do a re- rehash if somebody does it for next yeah, podcast yeah we'll, we'll rehash on it. next podcast if somebody doesn't we'll kind of recap it and everything and try to try to straighten it all out so um on day two josh masta our boy there josh he masta he's always there he's answered a couple days and that's one of the days he answered he was the first answer on that one and of course the only other person to answer on that day was darla so darla if for whatever reason josh doesn't answer you still gonna get your prize so just all just do that just do the winners okay, because we'll go winner. back and do the all right, second we'll do just the place okay. next time all right josh masta all right on day three we had no winners nobody got it correct the question was the one that I flubbed up, so I do take some responsibility for it. But when I corrected the question, the question was, what was the first virtual 
VR gaming headset that was released to consumers. And I'll give uh, a shout out to our buddy uh, Joseph Winter because he thought he had it. He answered it. He said it twice. That's how much he thought he had it. He said 1991 for the Sega of announcing or launching their virtual headset they never released it to consumers and that's the key part it never got to consumers what i'm looking for was the year i think it was either 95 or 96 for the virtual boy the virtual boy was the first consumer vr headset released because it was the first one that consumers could buy. Oh, that's and tricky, use man. And release it, it wasn't re- it wasn't real virtual reality. It was just a 3D. But they called it virtual. Th- but they no, called no, it no, no, I get board. you. I'm and saying so, it's tricky, though. You can see so, how it's tricky. Yeah, but everybody answered like all kind of earlier years. Like the first the first question they answered 1968 because that was the first virtual reality headset developed. Yeah, it never released consumers. It was you know military and all that kind of stuff, but. You know, they answered Nobody that. said 95 at all? Nobody did. 93 was oh, the wow. next day, you know, that they said. <laughs> okay. Because the one for, uh, one of the Sega headsets got released to the video arcades, but you as a normal consumer can't buy that. You have to go and play that. And, you know, it's not a consumer-grade headset. That's a commercial-grade yeah. headset at that point. So it was a little tricky, but that's what you had to look for. So I'm sorry, guys. Nobody won on day three. That's just how, how it's played. So, day four, we only had one person answer, and that's Jonathan Sanger. So, Jonathan Sanger, hit us up, man. You got 72 hours. Nice. And then on number five, once again, it's Jonathan Sanger, but you can only win for one day. And he was the only person that answered on number five. I'll double check because I have a note to look at it, and I thought I looked at it again, and I thought that I only saw one comment. But, Jonathan Sanger, you only got you only get to win once, but you got those two days covered. So, call us in and hit us up. Now, number six... This was the day that we Doc did for us, and Anthea, Anthony Diastello finally showed up and answered it correctly. <laughs> so we got to give, give get a guy, get every boy, Anthea, shout out. Remember, seventy-two hours. Once this podcast is released, you have to answer. So listen as soon as you see it. Let's go, guys. All right, next one. Another one of our fans that has played several times and won several times with us. Number seven for day seven is Kyle. Oldham. I will say there was not another person to answer. Other, otherwise, it was probably Darla that answered. So I just have to say that, you know, because probably not going to have a second winner on most of these because Darla, you snapped it all up. I got to give you credit on that. And most of the time, we only had two people, two to three people answer. So Kyle Oldham for day, day number seven. Hit us up, man. Number eight. This is comes back from the hood, man. He's from the hood. <laughs> Jonathan Robinson. So, dude, hit us up, and you get your coupon for a donut, because I know you don't like no video game stuff, so I'll give you a donut. <laughs> All right. So our next our next one is day, day number nine and ten. Get I'll you a ahead. box of cereal. A box of cereal, something. We'll get you some Cracker Jacks, <laughs> you know, something you know, something that you'll actually enjoy, you know. I won't get you no Saints memorabilia, because the Saints are just terrible. We don't like the Saints in this house. All right. So, anyways, back to, back to, the, back to this, and sorry for getting a little silly there. Um. Number I'm gonna go ahead and do number nine, number ten together because the number one winner there on both of those was Steven Vega. He was the first to answer both of those. Chevy. So Steven Vega, make sure you hit us up, man. Seventy two hours. Um 
Number 11 is another one of our fans that has answered several times. He's actually from over here in my location in my area, Mr. David Fuller. So, David, hit us up and we'll get you your, get, get you your gift. We've got to remember, once again, 72 hours, man, once we drop this, which most people listen the first three days. So, that's why we're giving you 72 hours. And, of course, number 12, like I said, beginning was Darla Pagazi. I hope I'm saying your last name right. And if I'm not, I'm butchering it. I'm sorry. I might throw you something a little extra in for butchering your last name too. But that's it. That's all of our 12 days. Like I said, we had Darla that answered on pretty much every single day. She's either the second or third on every day, except for the two days that she was first on. And most of the other days only had one winner. So guys, you got to hurry up and answer or respond to us. Otherwise, we just, the prizes go back in the prize vault and go for another day. So. Yep. Hit us up. Hit us up. Oh, Hit cool. us up. So how long do they got to respond? They have, once again, it's <laughs> 72 hours, three okay. days. And All right. Hit us up. Make sure you do. Remember, our preferred method of contact is through our Facebook Messenger. If you do happen to have one of our numbers and know us personally, you can text us and we'll handle it that way too. But Please hit us up with a Facebook messenger so There's that way one we can guy keep, that knows keep, it. keep it in order. He will not listen to the podcast. No, he's not going to listen to the podcast. He ain't, <laughs> ain't going to get his box of Cracker Jacks. He's, he's too scared so. to listen. So, But anyways, guys, I want to say thank you all all very much for playing with us on the 12 Days of Agent Camus. It's something we really love to do. It's so much fun. I enjoy it every year. I know Hollywood does. The trivia is fun, and we just love being able to give back to our fans. All right. Well, there you have it, guys. Just hit us up, and we'll get your stuff. And um, I'm looking forward, man, to this year. This is uh, we got a lot of good podcasts on the horizon, man. Mandalorian, especially Spider Man. We're gonna do a Cobra Kai. It's gonna be so much fun. A uh, lot of guests every year. We seem to have new guests. We Doc showed up 2020. Um, and uh, British Redneck shows up in 2020. Witty Doc was a part of 2019 because remember he did uh, 12 Days H Casements with us last year. Oh, yeah, he did. I'm thinking, um, yeah, I'm thinking of uh, so our so so we kind of break this down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sorry about the, the time, but uh, I've kind of breaking this down mentally in 50 episodes. So, one to 50, season one, 50 to 100, season two. And after the 100, it starts season three. So Weed Doc showed up in season two. And um, that's where I was kind of getting some of the new guests in each season. We're going to have another special guest coming out after the 100th episode. We'll have to wait and see who that is. Look for a teaser in the 100th episode because we're going to go back and do some memories like we did on the 50th. I love that episode, man. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be so much fun. The 100th episode's right around the corner because this is what number 91. It's like 93 or or 93. Oh, my gosh. Look, guys. I don't know. We're not that far away from doing the 100th episode. We'll probably hit it by March. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get I mean, it done. So, so, so be prepared. Uh, the hundred episode, you never know. We might pull some of these prizes that you don't get from H and Camus and throw it out there. You never know what we might do. <laughs> we might do something crazy like that. So you got to listen to us. So, all right. Well, uh, appreciate you guys listening, and um, keep on gaming. Keep making some memories. Enjoy uh, some of these great developers that likeness that the video game world has never seen you know and enjoy for what it is take it for what it is man death stranding you know go straight to the walking simulator yeah stuff like that man i mean and making some great memories and uh 
just being able to stop, cut off the world for a little bit and relax. That's what it's all about. So I appreciate you guys listening. Thank you for all the uh, memories you have shared with us this year in 2020. And uh, let us make memories by sharing podcasts, comments, and talks, and calling us up, wanting to be on the podcast, and just joining us as guests sometimes. And, man, we're really having a great time doing this. And we keep doing it because it's fun because you guys are listening. So thank you for that. Thank you so much, guys. All right. Take care. Peace out.